What up, podcast listeners? It's Sean. I wanted to jump in here real fast and thank everybody that's followed or shared the past couple episodes. It really motivates me and the guys to keep sharing our weekly shenanigans, and we hope you all keep joining us for them. Until next time, enjoy the episode. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, I unmuted, and that's the, I unmute, and this is the first thing that's on the recording. So thank you, Scram, for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How's everyone doing today? Good? Good? Yeah. Pretty good? Yeah, good. good. Whatever. Moving past that. <laughs> so, to recap last time, on the last day of your guys' trek to Thekai, the frat city bitch, the party has stumbled upon the burnt-down villa, which is surrounded by scorched desert sands. Sitting pristine in the center of this ruins is a gold-framed mirror that has an uncracked surface. Just as Theo, Harold, and Desarup crossed into the villa's remains, Clem noticed a shift in the air. Turning north, he witnessed a powerful sandstorm of vicious winds approaching them quickly. Without, with, bleh, with nowhere to go, almost made it. With nowhere to go and visibility dropping to less than five feet at the party, they have no choice but to seek refuge among, alongside the mirror. Damn. As the party gets settled to wait out the storm, Desrup notices the mirror begins to crack. So, picking up, you guys, I had noted down that three of you crossed into here. I know Desroop started to come over, so I just, you know, made you move the last ten feet over into the building. And you were the one to notice that this mirror that's sitting in the middle of this home. And I have a map for this that we're going to use. I'll just wait till we all, till everyone actually gets in. Um, but you were the one that notices kind of this gold-lined mirror that looks very abnormal sitting in the middle of this burnt-down villa. And as you're looking at the mirror, it kind of begins to just crack a little bit. You can start with Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) Leading off of that, Spencer, you are outside. I believe you were on the shield guardian. I could be wrong, but I think you were up on the shield guardian. You looked north and you see this massive sandstorm coming your way. There's basically nowhere else to go for a good mile or two around you from where you can see. And visibility is dropping by the second. And you and your little cat, who is alive from last time, are both, again, on top of the shield guardian here. Winifred is kind of paying attention to the sandstorm. She's more getting her, like, cloaks and everything ready so her skin isn't harmed. And then Duke is just kind of starting to follow after the party because, again, he is craving approval, and that's where it's going to be, so... (laughs) Okay, they didn't, like, disappear or anything when they walked into the villa, right? No, no, they are still visible to you. Okay. Yep. Then uh, he's just gonna... Clem will just hop off the guardian, kind of give a pat of his cloak, and then just start walking towards the door as well. Sure. The... As again, this villa, when it first appears to you guys, it looks like an ordinary stone, just stone pillars in the sand. If you guys inspect it long enough, you can realize, wow, this was a pretty big house at one point. Looking in the sand, you can see little flecks of its old green paint still remaining every now and again. But once you guys all cross the threshold of this house, you see the destroyed home's charred foundation slowly begin to rise from the ground and revert to its original pristine state. So piece by piece, this villa magically reforms into its former glory, completing its transformation with a giant, beautiful chandelier hanging over the top of your guys' heads. And just as you all start to react to this massive villa, you know, like Disney building itself in front of you, you guys hear a lady call from around the corner, and she says, Have any of you seen my husband? We're running late. And I've got her tile here. Her name is Tabitha. She is a normal-looking human lady, and she just comes running around the corner as you guys are all 
awkwardly reacting to this entire house building itself around you. Well, what's your husband's name? Uh, Ch Ch His name's Charles. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen him. I think he's dead. Charles, Charles, are you there? And she is just going to just walk past you off into another room of this villa. Damn. And again, I give you just to give you guys a rundown of what this villa actually looks like. Let me take a sippy sip here. Whenever you guys look up, you see that the ceilings of the <clears throat> rooms in this villa have this gorgeous turquoise hue. It looks like it kind of shifts throughout the day to different kind of tints of it in a way you could look it's kind of like the styrofoam paper that that looks cool anyway the doors as you guys move through this house you're going to realize these doors are made of carved wood and feature their family crest which is a clock dial and then the floors beneath your feet are made of fine marble and on the second floor you're going to find stained hardwood and then light wise the final thing i'll say here is that there are natural skylights on the second floor and there are lanterns on the first floor. So around you guys, there's a couple lanterns on the ground that are just putting out some light for this place. And Do right I now, recognize yeah. the family crest. History, my friend. History check, please. I like that. Good strong start on that. You guys are currently four! in the what you say Fuck! four? Four. <laughs> Despite your time that you spent in the studies of the Wukong order, you don't recognize this family sigil. But it's it's obviously carved into a lot of things in this house, and there's very much wealth in this place. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Oh, okay, you can give me another <laughs> roll of the same, please. While you're doing that, I'll describe that this grand entrance here has a, a big grandiose staircase that rises into a spiral. That goes to the second floor, um, but that's not relevant at the moment, so... So we came through, did we come through the door or the mirror? No, thank you. You walked, all you guys did is you crossed the okay, stone boundaries go. of where this villa started. And once 18. all four of you crossed over, the mirror kind of lets off a shimmer. And then that, you're not paying attention to that because then the house starts to rebuild and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. 18. Theo. Yeah, 18. As you're watching Desirub kind of take a moment to inspect this family crest that's upon the door nearby, you yeah. walk up next to it and you're just like, oh, that's Oops. that's that's house sign, by the way. And yeah, the yo. weird thing is, with your history check being an 18, the weird thing is nobody has heard of house sign in like probably like 400 years. You're kind of chasing after Tabitha and you're calling out to her, but she doesn't stop to react to you. She just kind of disappears around the corner as you're kind of Yo. you, you, you pause for a moment to look at the room you're like oh this is this is kind of cool because yeah. on each of these walls is a gigantic family tree and it starts back like way 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 back and at the top of the tree is like thousands of years ago and then all these branches slowly work their way out and down like a family tree does but there's yeah. a weird part where near the bottom of the wall, it kind of wraps in on itself back near the top. Um, and that kind of distracts you for a moment as the door slams and you hear Tabitha continue to call out for Charles. <laughs> Maybe they're reincarnating family. So like that's all the people that'll ever be in the family. And once you get to the lower parts, it starts the tree again. Uh, is there an opposite way of where Theo went? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's another door. I want to go that way. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh -huh. Sure, so you start heading that direction. Is anyone going to go with Clem? Girl's going to go the way Theo. So you walk into then? the kitchen. On your left, there is a window that looks out into the desert. 
In the window, there's a fresh pie that's kind of wafing up into the air. And beneath that pie by the window, there's a stone furnace. And then aside from this furnace, there's two, there's two tall cabinets. And there are a handful of detailed leather chairs. Other than that, this kitchen is just empty. So I'm going to put some placeholders down here on the map for you guys to see sort of thing. Um, okay. Uh, so the window's open? Uh, sorry, it's an it's like a, a window that you can see out of. It's not like an open window. Okay. Theoretically, you can open it, yeah. So it's glass. I know <laughs> revolutionary glass. technology. No, well, it's well. He said that there was a wafting coming from the pie. So I was like, is it open? <laughs> there no, might, it might be cracked. It's very smelly. It might be cracked. Spencer, you look outside, and even though the desert again it looks like a desert, there is no sandstorm. And it, matter of fact, in the distance, you can see like houses that are the same sort of style as the villa that you find yourself in they're all made of this similar sort of green painted villa and again there's like a whole community outside this window where you're looking through so yeah uh, so clump's just gonna kind of just point out to the window and said uh, and say that the where where's the storm we're not here in the same place not oh. knowing that desert's behind him right right <laughs> Makes it even weirder. Like, what were you saying, like, Desert? Well, it does seem like we're quite a lot, quite a long ways away from where we originally were. So, <laughs> as you guys are kind of poking around in the kitchen, you can tell that there's some some silver. Like this may or may not be important to any of you, considering you're packing gold at this silver? point. Silver. But it, yeah, it's like the step under gold coins, you know. Yeah, but I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> you've never even been like, what, what kind of coin is this? Like, that's that's called a penny, Elon. You're like, oh, do poor people use these at the grocery store? Do they pay no, with these? I'm just talking about because I'm not no, in the room. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. I thought you meant your guy is so like. No, no. <laughs> I'm not in the fucking room. I understand. When he goes to the I store, thought you meant a, a, a more vague sense as your character overall. No. Copy. But no, there is some silver that you guys can observe sitting on the countertops and sitting on the stove and just all around the room. If you want to spend a moment to pick that up, you can gather a, a little bit of silver. Okay. Okay. Jumping over to Theo as you're, you know, lollygagging around the dining hall here. Theo, you cross out of the dining hall, and now you are standing in what appears to be a, a pretty good-sized guest bedroom. So this room contains a lone bed set in the room center, so you have just put the bed down there perfect. Thank you. On both sides of the bed are small nightstands. Each nightstand has a matching lamp. One of the lamps, as you walk in, looks brand new, like it just came out of the box. And the other one is the exact same lamp, but it looks like it's like 300 years old. I'm gonna ignore what's written there. This room also is noticeably colder than the previous room you were just in. So you might actually start to shiver as you walk in here, Scram. Okay. All right. right. That sex bed Where doesn't the hell did this bitch action. go? Yes, thank you. She's and also this bed not looks in here. great for procreating on. Okay, okay. Theo, what would you like to do now that you've kind of come into this guest bedroom here? I, can I see it? Can I just like look around and see if I can see anything? Yeah, yeah. Give me an investigation check, if you will. That's a four. Four. 
Sure, you you take a moment, you walk around, you kind of turn both of the lamps on and off. They're both just oil lamps sort of thing. Uh, yeah. You get up on the bed, you kind of move around, mm -hmm. you spread out. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's a very large bed. It's really nice. And can yeah. I get a constitution saving throw from you? Yep. Thank you. Twelve. It's 2D. Twelve. It is just so comfortable, Theo, that for a moment you actually just doze off and fall asleep. And you're oh, yeah. just out in the bed. Bouncing back here to the kitchen, boys. What are you two doing? Um, if you want, I can throw something at you here and have one of you make a check. Or if either of you have a drive you want to go ahead and pursue here, that is also um, acceptable. Clive's just going to go to another way that's not the door that he just came through. Yeah, sure. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, that's fine, Spencer. You're walking by. <laughs> Spencer, can I get an arcana check? <sighs> as, you're, as you're heading out of the room. 22. 22. So as Clem is just proceeding on to the next room, we're going to say that this kitchen actually connects to the stairwell. I'm going to retcon that it was in the entry stairwell here. It's actually off to the side of the kitchen. So Clem, you start to round the corner. You can see the stairwell here. And then obviously there's we're going to just straight up say that there's a door that connects to that guest bedroom. But right before you leave the kitchen, you're your kind of arcana innate magic abilities start to activate and you sense something off to your left and you turn and you look off to the side and where there's like there's like a nice pie and you know there's not a lot in here there's like some silver on the counter are you gonna take that by the way or no uh right no now. okay I'm not. no worries i, I didn't honestly it. fully exp yeah you can take it it's a hundred silver so you can have that but, Spencer, right as you're leaving, you kind of turn and for a moment, there's a spot on the ground that just ripples with like a magic effect. So you dismiss this magic effect, and there is a massive blood pile on the ground of this kitchen. And it is like deep, dark, set in blood all over the ground here. Is, is it centered around the pie? <laughs> for... It's not coming from the pie, but we're going to say sure that it's the counter of the pie is sitting atop by the window and all that, even though the pie was not drawn by the window. We're going to say that it is bloody all over the, the ground. The second pie. And it's not just one pile of blood either, Spencer. You are in disbelief. You, t you kind of pause, like, what the fuck? And then you turn around and you look, and there's like a blood pile that you walked in when you entered the room. So there's like blood footprints that you guys made as you walked around and investigated things. But again, none You're of this so is visible. Oblivious. Yeah, none of this is visible. We'll say Deathroop is actually in a pile of uh, a thing of blood right now, oblivious, just standing in it. And but I don't see it. No, yeah, no, you don't see it at the moment. If you would like, you can make an Arcana check now. I don't know. Is Clem going to say something? But Clem is going to. He's going to just pull out his sword and dagger, and he's just going to turn over to Deathroop and. That's where you'll see the blood. And I'll be like, uh, yeah, you're yeah. kind of in something. Look down. There's nothing there. I'm not standing in anything. I'm going to go and touch the floor. You touch your hand down to the stone beneath your feet. Again, these marble floors. There is no blood when you pull your hand back up from that. I'll shrink my bang sword, put it in my ear, and have my battle axe ready. Yeah. And then just walk over to where Clem was. Sure, and sure. See if, and look back, and now, do I see anything, or is it still the same? 
Yeah, well, as you're walking past here, one of these cabinets flinches. Cabinet flint? I'm gonna attack the cabinet. <laughs> Whoa, what did you say? I'm gonna attack the cabinet. <laughs> okay. Wait, is it like the, how did it flinch? Beef. It's like, okay, yeah. So you're, you're kind of looking at the ground. You're looking at your hand. You're like, I'm not seeing any blood here. So you get your battle axe out or however you just described and you kind of just swing it around as you're walking past these cabinets. You walk past first, no problem. You walk past the second and you're like still swinging the battle axe around just kind of haphazardly. And as you do, like the cabinet doors like invert, like they kind of like fold away from you a little bit. And then you turn to look and then it quickly just pops back out to normal. I am not gonna attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will just grab onto the handle. Oh <laughs> yeah? And pull it open. Can you give me an animal handling, please? Oh, yay. It's not going to be as good as my rolls. Well, no. 13? Yeah, you, you're actually, like, looking around for this thing, like, looking for a face, and, like, two small knobs form on the front of its handle effectively giving it eyes and that kind of signals where you can look at kind of like from Beauty and the Beast yeah I haven't actually seen that but I'm gonna say yes okay <laughs> I'm just gonna be like you come with me now yeah yeah it and honestly when you say that it is going to shrink down what's smaller than a nightstand um an end table an end, end table, table yeah smaller than an end table even what is he gonna use the mimic for wink wink a child's chair. i got uh, it i got it you are holding this horse. thing and you say i'm gonna bring you with me and it kind of gives this horrifying like ah! and then it reforms <laughs> itself into a coaster <laughs> and you're like what? what the hell and you turn this little coaster over and it's got like your face on one side and like the paladin sigil on the other and you're looking at it, and a little tongue just licks around the edge of it and goes back into it. This is not the shit for me. And you just now, move th on. This ancestor tree seems a little too confusing. It started getting <laughs> bigger and started getting smaller, and I'm not sure if I'm about that. Yeah. He's going to go walk through the next room. Yeah, with yeah. With his banjo now strung to his back. <laughs> okay, you bet. You bet. And as you're crossing oh. over here into the guest bedroom, you see Theo asleep on the bed. It's a very large bed. It's like if you put like a four-year-old on a California king is what it is. <laughs> and so he's just out cold in the middle. Harold's going to walk into the room. He's going to see Theo there. He's going to acknowledge he would never put a four-year-old on that bed. So this is this a kitchen or is this a like bedroom? It's a bedroom. No, no, you're yes. in the guest bedroom. With the sex yeah. bed. Yeah. That's the okay, I mean, the with the regular bed. The guest bed. Yeah. He, he realizes he needs some extra paper. <laughs> okay. Give me an investigation check, if you will. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So you grab this drawer. Just for the flavor, we're going to say you're expecting it to be stuck or something. So you, like, hardcore rip this drawer open. Um, ah! And it falls out onto the ground. And you're like, oh, shit. And so you hear Tabitha. It sounds like she's Rabbit, walking around up. upstairs. You hear Tabitha yelling. You hear a door slam here in a second. We're going to say that wakes up Theo. Um, but Harold, whenever you're trying to, like, put this drawer back in because you're like, oh, shit, I think Tabitha's coming. 
You look into where the drawer came from and you see a small piece of paper tucked in the back of this drawer. Oh, sweet. Finally found some. I'm gonna reach in and grab it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, you grab onto it and it's stuck. Give me a sleight of hand. Okay. Sleight of hand, let's go. 21. 21. Thank you. Good. 21, you you kind of takes a moment to get this piece of paper because it's really stuck in the back of this little nightstand. Gosh, but after a moment... Like, who yeah. didn't spit out their gum in the trash can? <laughs> yes, yeah. It's not that type of paper. Yeah, no. This is actually kind of like a... Uh, gross. It's kind of like a <laughs> legal note. And what this legal note says is it's describing that Charles has got a lot of debt. And it looks like he has tried hiding this document away, and you have now found it. So again, the document oh. says very in-depth information that Charles and Tabitha here are, like, super in-debt. Remy, I think this is important. I am going to fold up and put it in Remy's little backpack that we make shit for him. Of course. He's got a little bit of gold in there, too. Don't forget that. Say the one that's full of gold. Yes, and then Theo, you Not wake up, laying in the bed, documents. maybe on your left, maybe on your right, maybe on your back, maybe on your stomach. But either oh, way, Theo, how did you like your? I'm gonna wink at him. Sleep. Uh, good. Dude, why the why the wake? What, what did, did you do asleep? with those weak scorpions? Oh, they're still in my bag. See, look. Oh, I. Uh, you have your tastes. I mean, you are a lizard after all. Gee! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, rephrase that, please. 2022 people. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I'm still so. Uh, you're a mighty noble dragonborn, of course. Ah, that works better. Thank you. <laughs> and you have your taste. Yeah. Clem, you have walked out of the kitchen. You heard some sort of whine, like a dog or something, back in there. Uh, but ahead of you is, again, there's a stairwell and there's a door. Okay. Um, hearing the line, uh, Clem's going to use detect thoughts to try to reveal hidden enemies. So you're just trying to detect thoughts in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. So, Clem, you're kind of walking through the house. You're a bit more cautious now that you've heard. Now you've heard a door slam. You've heard Tabitha shouting for Charles over and over. You hear stumbling around upstairs and things clattering and that sort of just not great sounds that you want to be hearing upstairs. And so you take out your amulet and you use detect thoughts and you get a weird interference on it. And it's like you can hear everyone's thoughts in the house at once. So you hear Desarup and you now know that he's talking to a coaster. And then you cut down to Duke and the bandit, who are both insistently trying to pull open these doors. And yeah, Duke is now taking a supervisor role, where he's now telling the bandit, no, 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 pull this way. So that's what those two are up to. And that's, that's what you hear with them. And then over here, you have Theo and Harold. You know that they're kind of talking about this weird tickling. You don't have the context, so you just know they're... They're on a bed talking about tickling each other or something or another. And then you can sense Tabitha is pissed off. ERP. And she is on her way down the stairs, basically right to where you are. And at the last moment of your detect thoughts there, you latch onto Tabitha. And Tabitha is pissed. And she locks eyes with you at the bottom of the stairs. And she just says, get out. And just points off towards the door. 
And then she's just gonna kind of push past you as you get down to the bottom of the stairs. She just pushes past you and she is heading off to the guest bedroom. Um, and as she says that, she just says, this is this is personal matters. You shouldn't even be here to start with. Well, what's ever going on in there is personal too. <laughs> <laughs> she is just going to honestly ignore your comment on that and just cross over here into the guest bedroom. And as she crosses over here, she is furious. She just pointed both of you over on the bed. And she just Theo, says, Theo, Theo, hold this for me. I'm going to pass the door to him. Get off the bed. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you throw the drawer to me? I'm going to pass it to you. I'm, gonna I'm just going to like, push in. Did you hands, break like... my drawer? Hold uh, this, Theo. And, the and Harold's just kind of uh, like skitter out of the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. No, it goes back in. Oh, does it? And she's just going to move over, yeah. and she's just going to, like, grab the drawer away from you and just slam it so hard into the nightstand that the lamp on it just falls to the ground and shatters. And then she just turns around and says, Oh, great. Look what you made me do. Hey, that, that was your own oh. actions. I, I don't think you should be so upset. Oh, my Wait. actions? That wouldn't have All happened right. if you wouldn't have come into my home. Well, home. maybe you should have came downstairs. Hey, so, uh, all right, Harold. Maybe settle I should, down. Did you just tell me Tabitha, not to What? <laughs> please calm down. Scram. I'm going to persuade Give her to calm down. Thank you. Give me a persuasion check. Also, Scram, I don't think you know her name is Tabitha. Yeah, whatever. 13. <laughs> 13. You ask her, please calm down. She she's gonna dive at you, Scram. Whenever you ask her to calm down, ah. yeah. So she's just coming at you. It's nothing intense. It's just like a D eight. Effectively, she's just swinging a fist at you. Yo, whoa, whoa, miss, yeah. miss. Whoa. If, you're gonna, if you're gonna make a move yep. on me, just yep. tell us your name. Tell him your name. Call me Tabitha. She says as a fist comes swinging hey. down onto Theo. She, she's all yours, Theo. Uh, Theo, you get hit for six damage. It's just bludgeoning damage. Yo, this is kind of kinky. <laughs> you you ruined my day. We are late. We have a function we're supposed what? to be going to. It's a political thing. If you need oh, to, can we know. Join? what is it? No, what is it? No, no. It's a uh, it's the forty first annual representation of the uh, representatives of the uh, unknown rariums. Uh, anyway, I think I'm a part of that. Uh, I'm so interested. I implore you, yeah. let's join. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm a part of that. So it's a again, it's a pretty small room. So, all right. Yeah, there you go. So, feet seas are warm, but everything else is cold. Yes, yes. The bottom of the room is warm. Everything else is really cool. Can I touch with my hand the top of the ceiling? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is your passive perception? Is a 14? Yeah, you reach up, you touch the ceiling. The ceiling tiles and everything are cold. But, again, your feet are really warm. Locked into uh, the oven. Yeah. <laughs> get on my... I'm going to sit down and just... Everything else would get warm. Oh yeah, yeah. So the moment you sit down, you you catch a glimpse of it looks like some sort of glowing thing in the bottom, like tucked away in the back of this pantry. And you reach in there with like your battle axe to kind of like shimmy around a couple sacks of flour or something like that. And you find a very small little thermal cube. 
And this little thing, if you look it up on D&D Beyond, you should be able to find it pretty easy. Effectively, it gives you like a 15-foot radius where it's like 98 degrees or something. So you can make it like really hot. Um, so that's kind of the source, but it's really small, so its, it's range is way less than 15 What's feet. What's it called? It is called a thermal cube. Tibbs. Tibbs. As, as Desert is the only one in this room, you call Tibbs. <laughs> Yo, I, I need somehow to keep my blood temperature up. <laughs> and Desiree, as you're kind of poking around this pantry, <laughs> seeing what there is in here, you hear another door slam. This time it sounds like it's right above you in the house. And you hear somebody start to scream, and then it cuts to silence. And it was a man's voice. Oh, yeah. Take Bang out. Yeah. And can I extend it till it hits the ceiling? Sure, sure. And then kind of like, not force it up, like it's going to go shink through, but like kind of just wiggle it. Is it marble? Let me the look. Floor? The ceiling above you, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, the ceiling is, it's a softer, more pliable material. It's We'll just say it's effectively wood. So you are able to actually kind of stick your, your bang sword up into it and shimmy it back and forth and start getting like little chunks of wood to fall down. Can I go to it till I, like, can see light? Yeah, so you're just going to sit here and start working on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you bet. You bet. Clem, what are you doing? You just had Tabitha rush past you. Uh, We're going to say that you've also heard that that other door slam. You heard a man start to shout, and then it cuts to silence. Um, When Tabitha went by, did she look bloody at all? Like, sort of the sort of blood that I saw in the kitchen? Sure. Retroactive, give me a perception. 14. 14. Whenever she went by you, for the most part, she wasn't bloody. But if there's any blood, that's obviously a problem. Um, On one of her hands, it was cloaked in the same sort of arcana of magic cloaking the kitchen had. But because you've seen through it there, you've seen through it on her. But one of her hands is like, was covered in blood. Okay. And then that wasn't the blood she brushed past me with, was it? No, no. Okay. The clem's going to go up the stairs. And Clem, when you reach the top of the stairs, you come up to a door. And this door is pretty similar to all the other doors in this house. Um, except this one has the family crest. And th- it's like been scraped off really hard. So it has that sort of clock dial on it. Um, and then it mm-hmm. looks like somebody just took a sword and just scraped at it, trying to get it off. And this door, like I said, is locked. Can I... I, I don't know. Can I... Do you still have a lockpick in it? No, oh, it does have a set of lockpicks in it. <laughs> See, I imagine so. <laughs> is there, like, a keyhole that I can try to pick? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. So there is, in fact, a keyhole. If you want, you can go ahead and make a sleight of hand to try and pick this lock. I want to pick this lock. Do it. That's a nat one. A nat one. Wow. I didn't have a way to plan this. So whenever you stick in your thieving, like your lock picking tools, they just snap. Like the moment you stick them in the door, you don't even turn them. But it's like something inside the door just breaks them instantly. And you take them back out, and they're, like, snapped in half. Again, these are pretty common tools. Nothing to really lose sleep over. But effectively, your lockpicking tool right now is broken. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to okay. leave... Uh, the... Clem's just going back down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll just pause you as you're descending back down the stairs here. Back over here with Tabitha. Tabitha offers you guys a proposition. So for a moment, she... I didn't think you were in an open marriage. This is... <laughs> I cannot express how much I dislike you. I just want you to know that. Your name was Theo, Ooh. right? Yes. I am not a fan of you. However... In spite of this, I'm still willing to give you a chance. Charles, but Charles has some issues, okay? And and right now he's locked upstairs. Uh, yeah, ED hurts. What? Emotionally. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes. That's what you said. Wow. Well, here's the thing. We we have some coffers. We've got some cash, you know, saved up. Um, we were gonna donate it, but I'm gonna be honest. We're going to be so late. They won't even take our donation. So I'll give you the money if you can get Charles. He's, he's just upstairs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that'll be easy. Easy. Oh, fantastic. And what was your name again? She says to both of you. Hey, uh, <coughs> Theo. Uh, <coughs> uh, Harold. Oh, good, good. Let me let me grab you something. Just, just a moment. And she's just going to walk uh -huh. out of the room. She's just going to walk back in. And this time, she's just like, uh, hello? It just kind of Yo. awkwardly looks back and forth between the two of you. Uh, hello, uh, hello. Uh, Tab Tab Tabitha. Are you, are you both here from the, the foundation? Y yes. Are of you course. still in a marriage? Uh, yes. No. We're here for the donation. Oh, the donation, right? Well, Charles has it upstairs. Would you, would you be a doll and come with me? Of course. Y uh, yeah. Oh, fantastic! Thank you so much. And then as she crosses the threshold here, we're going to say that Clem is coming down the stairs. And as she crosses the threshold of this doorway, she just looks up at Clem and just says, Oh, hello. Hello. Who are you? You, I, I don't think we've met. Are you with the foundation? No. Yes. Yes, he he's, is. He's our, oh, he's our acquaintance. Oh my gosh. Yep. Where did you two come from? And she's just completely. We're also from the foundation. Oh, yep. oh, you're. Okay, um, I don't... We're here for the donation. Don't remember you yeah, two... Yeah, we're, we're, we're following you upstairs to get Charles. Remember you two... Oh, oh, you're here for Charles. Great. Well, that's exactly... That's where I was heading. Come with me. Um, okay. And then as she heads up the stairs here... This is... This is about to get convoluted. Um, as she's heading up the stairs here... Deserup, you hear what sounds like Tabitha from when you guys first walked into the house... Um, you hear her come around the corner into the kitchen sort of area, and she is saying, Have any of you seen my husband? We're running late. Exactly like it was the first time around. I don't know if you want to catch this with your character or not, uh, but it happens. I want to test. I'm going to take my battle axe, okay. go back into the pantry, okay, and go to break the shelves. <laughs> okay. I like that. All right, do you have any motive, or are you just trying to break shelves? I'm just, after seeing the apple kind of just glitch out, Yeah. I'm going to see if when I go to hit the shelves, number one, if there's any resistance. Okay. And if when I do go through them, and do they break and then go back, or do they just stay broken? Okay, I like this. You're just doing a little bit of investigating now that you're picking up some of these weird quirks of this house. Well, you bash the shit out of this pantry, I'll tell you that. I'm not going to need a roll or anything like that. You just wildly start swinging your battle axe around in here. Food goes flying in, like chunks of wood all over the place. And then are you just walking out? I'm going to stand there after I do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I'm gonna turn at the mimic and be like, that's gonna be you if you try something again. It just flinches from you. Okay. I'm just gonna stand with my hands on my hips. Just stand there. Does anything change? No, nothing changes. However, behind Wait. you appear... Go ahead. So is it is it broken or no no yeah everything's it... destroyed yeah the whole pantry is just ruined. Okay. Yeah. Keep standing there like any second now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're standing there waiting for this kind of sort of thing to update, like the apple dead, and just in that moment, Tabitha just appears behind you in picture like a horror movie where one moment you're just like hanging out in the pantry destroying stuff. And like, there's a shot of you with the pantry door in the background and Tabitha's just there. And she is glaring at you. And she just says, Charles doesn't like it when the guests come in the pantry. I didn't come in the pantry. I walked into the pantry. It's a difference. Yeah, you see his pants down. <laughs> Charles isn't gonna like this. And then she How do you just- How think those donuts get glazed? And then she- <laughs> no, Oh my God. Shut she backs up. She backs up, and as she backs up, it's almost like you watch her like snap back into how she just spoke. So she leans in and whispers that Charles doesn't like guests messing with the pantry. Charles isn't going to be happy. And then as she she's like moonwalks backwards, but like normal walks, not cool. And then like one foot spins around the other, and then she just says, "Have any of you seen my husband? We're we're running late," and just runs from the room. And then again, you watch Tabitha, just as she did initially, just disappear into the dining room. I'm gonna run after Tabitha and be like, Duke used to guard. Oh, yeah. Bit. Yeah, yeah, Bandit, you guard. <laughs> no, Duke, you stay. What? But you stay. I wanna, I wanna have an adventure. Hands on shoulder. It's really important for you to stay here. Because if things go south, this is the only way we're gonna come out. Oh, wait. So we need our strongest you, adventure you here need... in case oh my something God. bad happens. Oh my God, you know exactly how to play this guy. You know what, Desroop? Maybe I was wrong about you. I got this. And he's just going to crack his knuckles. He has no weapon, and he's just going to stand there ready. Um, you know, go ask the bandit um... for his sword. Maybe he has an extra one. Just saying. Oh, yeah. You know, That's bandits, like, had those hidden blades That's in, like, idea. their boots or stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then Tabitha looks at you, very confused. Have you seen my husband? We're running late. Pause real fast, jump up to the party. This Tabitha, right around <laughs> the corner of the house, is now leading all of you up the stairs to this doorway. Um, and she just kind of lets all of you take the lead. She's like, he's he's in there. He's, he's I, I don't know what's wrong with him though. I've been trying to talk to him all day and he won't come out. Oh, do you happen to know where the key is then? Um, uh, I don't actually. No, I don't. I'm not sure. <sighs> I usually okay, keep damn. it, but I think I, it's just been a busy day. You know, with the foundation coming by and all that, it's just been, it's been a lot. That's fair. Mm. Uh, Sean, wow. does, she, does she still have blood on her hand? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She, she seems a, a unaware of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to tap me. I'm, I'm just going to tap Theo on the shoulder and be like, do you see the blood? What blood? I'm going to smack Theo. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> you can smack Theo. 
playfully. Do, 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 do you see it now? What blood? Oh, well, uh, there's kind of blood on your face now. Oh my god, oh. that is funny. <laughs> no, no, there's not. I don't feel anything. I start touching my face. <laughs> the snout. Oh, gross. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. You do not. Man, what blood are you talking about? Yeah, you yeah. honestly don't even really care about this blood like, situation yeah. going on back there. You just like... We, this like, door is locked. Why are you focusing on blood? <laughs> exactly. Right yeah, I don't know. I, what the hell? Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw a dagger at her. <laughs> at her? At Tabitha, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, give me your attack roll for that. For your, da for your dagger. This isn't the job of the foundation. Oh, God. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. uh, 21. <laughs> 21. You just impromptu throw a dagger. How are you, like, where are you aiming? Like, what's your goal? I'm just aiming for her chest. <laughs> okay, great. Well, she's just like, the, the blood? Like, what are you guys talking about? Ugh! And then as she's talking, the dagger just stabs right into her chest. And she just stumbles backwards, and she is very confused. Um, she's like, starts obviously like gargling blood, you know, when you get stabbed in the chest. And oh, you know. Yeah, she's gonna stumble. <laughs> and then a moment or two later, she might fall down the stairs here. I'm gonna do a dex check, or dex saving. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, Tabitha, Spencer, you throw a dagger as she's talking. Stabs her clean in the chest. She just stumbles backwards, confused, and then just immediately falls down the stairs. Uh, I just got a one. Uh, you hear something snap as she hits the bottom of the stairs, and she is just not moving. Yo, Clem. <laughs> Why the hell did you do that? <laughs> I think I was starting to win her over. <laughs> shit. Clem, we're here from the um, foundation. Every episode, every every episode, there's some shit I gotta add music to, it, and that's it. That's it right there. Yo, uh, honestly, I explain it yourself. What? What do you mean you thought I was gonna go through her? She had. She, Yo, she might have had deal. some memory issues, but that's about it. Well, no, you, you guys just There is no it. blood, you're crazy. No, you're, you're, you're just not seeing it. Desiroop? I think you're going crazy. Desiroop, as you're like- blood you're talking about? Like, I think you need more sleep. You gotta stop saying up so late. Yeah, oh my god. God, this- I know you like Nightwatch, but like, come on. Oh my god. Desiroop, as you're leading Tabitha into, into the kitchen, you hear- like a shout and then you hear a thud around the corner and as you hear the snap the tabitha that you're talking to just falls limp so like she just <laughs> you're like you're like uh come come here i want to talk to you real quick and she's like oh whoa, whoa. and then just collapses on the floor Clem, you killed her <laughs> what the hell <laughs> you guys are not on a good go streak. What the? Dude, we came, we broke, we practically broke into this house. 
whoa, whoa, whoa. No, Went around breaking stuff. For the foundation, remember? Shut remember. <laughs> we don't even know what the foundation is. <laughs> He's just hey, so sold to... on it. We have... she, she may still be alive. We have she to is in the store. I, I, <laughs> How would I know I... when somebody's dead and she's dead. I mean, I, uh, maybe a dagger got thrown into her chest. <laughs> maybe she fell down the stairs and we heard a loud snap <laughs> and a few, like, cracks here and there. How but... am I supposed to get more jeweled epicon people if he kills everybody? I mean, that's fair, but, like, also, we're here for the foundation, so you have to... What the foundation? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I, don't, I would like to know. That's why I'm trying to, like, try to figure out Jesus here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, let's go figure I'm it out. Let's go upstairs. The <laughs> She's a lost cause. No, <laughs> There's no point way. in worrying about this. Fuck. <laughs> She's gonzo. You think that door will open upstairs, though? She was pretty yep. adamant about getting in there. Yep, I think it will. Alright, let's... Should we go try it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let's go. Yeah. Close gonna walk bitch. towards the kitchen. <laughs> okay, yeah, you bet. Okay, oh. <laughs> Goddamn. We'll have Clem head off. Theo and Harold, you are both standing in front of this door. Again, right. this door is the only one that's been locked so far, and it's got that yeah. family crest that has been scraped off. Alright. Oh. Um, can I just knock on the door? Knock, <laughs> you're knocking on the door? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can ah, knock on the door. All right, do you want me just to, like, roll the, the d20? Or yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just roll a d20. That's fine. See if he opens the door. <laughs> 13, you knock on the door. You're kind of doubtful that anything's actually going to happen here. And then yeah. a moment later, you hear shuffling on the other side of the door, and like you see light <laughs> coming through the bottom, and you see somebody standing on the other side of the door. Who, who, who is it? Uh, it's it's Theo. From the foundation. <laughs> the foundation. Now isn't a good time. Well, um, it's kind of important. What you've been pushing us off for weeks now. No, no, no. I. <laughs> No, I'll pay. I'll pay the membership. No, uh, the the money's not the big deal. Um, We're here to check it's up on it's you. an important cause that we need to talk to you about. So you're both just you know you're both trying to be pretty compassionate. You're you're following along with this foundation thing or whatever. You're doubtful, and then a moment or two later, you hear the door unlock. And then standing on the other side of the door, in this little private library, as you discover now that the door swings open. Standing in front of you is a very weak-looking little man. His name is Charles. And you're just asking him what he's so afraid of? Yes. And Harold's gonna plop down in his seat and just, you know, start serving himself up a dish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll say that he has, like, food sitting here that he had prepared, like, a while ago. And you just sit down, and, like, there's, like, cheesecake. And you just cut a slice without even asking. Grab a plate and just sit down and start eating. It's good. What? what? Yeah, what, what, what could... What's what's the problem? Like, well, we're here to help you. What, what, what can we do? Yeah. So he just sits lonesomely here in the library study room. He's got the glass of whiskey at his side. And right as he starts to talk to you, he just shoves the glass off the table. And so the glass just hits the ground, shatters, and he just, like, turns and looks at the mirror. He just says, I, I tried to do things right. I, I did what my father taught me. And now I'm the worst of them all. My wife thinks I'm a monster. I can't even tell her the truth. 
What would I say? The truth? I'm broke? I'm doomed? I always have been and I always will be and that I've damned her too? What do I say? Well, what did you do? It's not what I did, it's what my family did. It's just, I'm just the, the you know, the latest victim. You watch the shards of the glass slowly come back together. First slow, then it quickly snaps back to a full glass on the ground. And then it's back up on the table next to him. He just takes another sip. Um, can you, can you explain that, please? <laughs> please explain that. I have no idea what that means. Charles, Charles just looks at the glass. It just locks eyes with you, Theo. And it just drops it again. And again, it just hits the ground and just shatters. And then he just looks at you and he just says, my, my family made a deal with this thing. And he just points over at the mirror. With the mirror? Yes. You can talk? And he just pulls out a document and just thrusts it at you, Theo, as you're like walking up to him. Yeah. And on this document is something that he's written out. It, it almost reads like a, like, like a note you write at the very end of your life sort of thing. Um, oh, and, so we're pulling out and, documents now? I'm going to pull and, out the ledger that, or the, <laughs> that I had earlier. Oh, being broke? Good. Perfect yeah. time. Um, and Theo, on the document that he's handing you, it he notes down that he and Tabitha are bound to something. But whatever it's bound to, he has, like, written over so many times that the paper's worn through. Oh. So, so what, so what are you bound to? I, it, this, this, the mirror, the house, her? I, All right. I don't know. So what, what what's, her, what's going wife? Yes, Tabitha. So what's going on then? Is is did you break a deal or I don't what? know. And he just quickly grabs at your arms. And he's very oh. expressive. And he grabs at your arms. He, I, I I don't know. I woke up yesterday and it was exactly as it was the day before. And the day before and the day before. Mm. And every day the foundation is supposed to be coming. And I don't know how to stop. And then as he's talking well, the glass again forms back and comes up into his hand. Can I do an arcana check to see if I know anything? Oh, hell yeah, you can. All right. Four. I'll tell you stuff if you get a good roll. Just tell me what That's you get. Four. A four? That's a four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're looking at the mirror. Uh, a, a version of you looks back. It doesn't quite look like you. Give me a perception to bounce right off that arcana. Eight, you don't quite understand what's happening, but there you're looking through this mirror, and there's like a version of you on the other side, but he's got like five or six layers of like furs around him, and he's got a giant golden staff in his hand, and he's just standing in the exact same stance as you, but he looks yeah. different. Um, this, this will get you up to the leisure room, so be quick. No one ever says leisure and be quick in the same sentence. It's the game room. Fine. Games. Get up there and play some Xbox, kids. <laughs> I'm just going to give a thumbs up and go up the, the hallway. Yep. yep. Has Tat, like, I've been watching Tat, but has she, like, kind of changed at all since we've moved, been moving? Nope. She is effectively the same one that was reborn at that door back there. So she doesn't, um, her hand is not bloody. Is not good. No. Is that what you were about to is, ask? I was, no, I was going to ask, is, is her chest still bloody? No, no. When I say she was, like, reanimated, I mean, like, she's, like, 
fully digitized time stone sort of thing. Yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, that's perfect. Oh. Yeah, like vision being rebuilt from the time stone sort of thing. So that's what's happening. Um, but she's shown you guys this entrance here. All right. Um, so you kind of want to explain how, like, when we were outside your house, this was like a ruined place. What? And then when we entered, it's like this. Oh, shit. So when you say that, Charles, like, starts shaking. And this time the glass does, by the way, when he threw it at the mirror, the glass does not reform this time. So it's just shattered on the ground. Charles gets very, very nervous when you say this. And he stands up and he says, what, what are you talking about? My my house is fine. Look, it's it's fine. I've done everything yeah. right. It's still, in, it's still, it's fine. On the inside. Fine. No, the outside is fine too. It's beautiful. Go out. When was the last time you've been outside? I was just outside early. Uh, early yesterday I was. Yeah, but you've been saying that you've been living the same day forever. R right. Uh, so yesterday. True. I don't know when yesterday, yesterday was. Was forever ago. I, I guess that's true. And I noticed your family's crest. And there hasn't been talk about like living descendants for like hundreds of years. What? I, are you from the future? Is that what you're saying? No, I think... Your house is kind of fucky with time. I... Fucky-wacky. Fine. I'll, I'll tell you what I know. I know All that right. this mirror, yesterday night, this mirror showed me the villa being destroyed. So I've done everything I can over the last day to avoid that. I hid the thermal cube down in the pantry, so it can't ignite. So now we're safe. So now oh. Tabitha will live forever and will be great. And then I locked the door and bolted it, so that way she couldn't get to me. And I've been You're working on making you down the stairs I've and been... just say, "Yeah, of course, forever." Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I've been, I've taken every precaution I can. You have to understand. So, okay. Um. Theo, Theo. Uh, what? What? Do you, what do you think want? that igniting the thermal cube will? that free his nightmare the, this endless loop for him yeah okay what's wait where did you say, say the again? did you say pantry yeah yes my hey harold oh okay yeah. go mind. make sure and i'm doing quotations with my hands <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that the thermal cube is down there <laughs> Okay, I, I'll go confirm that. Still safely with quotations with my hands. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Uh, he'll he'll be able to go check for you. I I don't know see. why you needed to check it. it. It it's still there. Yeah, but well, we do have two other people in the house with what? us right now, you and two, they might be funky funking with shit. What? At this point, by the way, Theo. Um. Charles is kind of freaking out trying to figure out what are you talking about with Tabitha and what are these other people you're talking about? And as he's coming back into the room, he catches a glimpse of Harold and all the others stomping around in the leisure room there. And so he turns and he just starts moving towards the leisure room. You explained why you're making it. You're not explaining what it is. I I, I told you it's it's a potion that should break my bond with the mirror, me and Tabitha. Yep. But like uh, how? Drink it? I, I, I don't know. I just made it. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to drink it. I've. That's why Here, it's been. You're gonna hand it to him. <laughs> drink it. Fine. If it'll set me free, I'll do anything. 
And he is going to take the potion and he like pops the cap off and it immediately starts like foaming up through the top. And he's very hesitant to drink this thing. And I can imagine right now I'm picturing all your characters literally leaning forward like eyes wide waiting to see what happens here. Yep. Could just be me, but that's what I'm picturing of this room of fools. Um, he drinks the potion. I'm going to do a roll. And then he disappears. 16. He's like, I... Uh, he like downs the entire potion like two or three glugs later. Um, and the potion is gone. He's like, I... I feel fine. I, f I feel normal. Someone stab him. I don't. I don't know if that worked. Uh, Clem's gonna look towards the uh, towards Deseruth and be like, "Really? Yeah. It's a it's a time loop. If we stab him now and he doesn't come back, then the time is broken." Ah, true. <laughs> but we'll be set free. <laughs> Whatever do you guys want to do. Is do there it. any way I can just like make a small flame with my hand and touch it against them? Yeah, that's one of your things. Like, not right? trying to hurt them. You're a dragonborn. Yeah, you also have a. Uh, I have flamey stuff, but I don't want to use burning burning hands. hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you had a cantrip that lets you do that. I see what you mean. Um, actually, we'll just, just fire we'll, breath. We'll in. just do a, like a fancy thing of your eldritch blast. How you had like a fancy like iron fist sort of thing last yeah. time. Uh, we'll just say that you're still working on controlling this Eldritch Blast. So, in a way, you make like a little Eldritch Flame with your finger. Yeah. And then I touch it against him and see what happens. <laughs> against him? Yeah. Okay, like just against his face or what? Yeah. Okay. See if he became flammable or not. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess this is a good way to do it. You, you touch his face, and as you do, Tabitha walks into the room, and she says, Ch Charles! There you are, what are you doing? And he looks over at her and as you touch your finger to his face, like the flame from your finger just slowly spreads all over his skin. And within a second or two, his full body is just covered in like eldritch flames. Um, but there's no heat and he's not screaming. He's just like, I, I, I'm, I, I, I did this for us. I did this for you. Go ahead. So this makes you flame resistant. Um, Come on! And then a second or two later, uh, you guys start watching. Who has the highest Arcana? I don't know who. Uh, Arcana is just a roll. I have a plus four. Clem, Clem's probably got a plus it's four. A uh, intelligence. We're gonna go with Clem because Clem is kind of a magic boy that I've kind of worked towards. So Clem, what? Theo, give me an Arcana roll. Everyone, give me an Arcana roll. I've just. I know everyone's gonna contest. So give me an Arcana roll, everyone. Nine. Three. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Sick. exactly how I was wanting it to go. Thank you, everyone, for rolling. We got a nine, a three, an eighteen, and a six. So while everyone is preoccupied, fair enough, staring at the man who is in purple flames right now, Clem, you noticed that all the walls of this room—you saw No Way Home, right? Yeah. Has everyone seen No Way Home? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Spoilers. At the end, when the sky starts cracking. That's kind of what happens to the walls of this room. So you can. So that wasn't a good thing. No. So Clem, you can notice like there's like the wall is slowly coming apart in the background on all sides of you, and the ceiling is starting to come apart. And in between the space of like the walls that are falling apart through reality, you see like 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different scenarios of you guys in this exact situation. But like Theo is in massive cloaks in one, for example. Or another one where Clem is in like golden armor and he's eight feet tall. Or one where Desaroop is like a little gnome. Or all these different versions and you see them through the walls and they're like all looking back exactly how you are through the cracks. How would you like to uh, react? He's to... gonna make eye contact with the one of the things that he thinks is him <laughs> yeah. and just start waving and okay. seeing if he the other person waves back. <laughs> sure, sure. And as this is happening, like the walls continue falling apart and a moment or two later, Desaroop, you start to notice and then Theo notices and then um, lastly, Harold notices here. And I don't know how you all want to take your reactions here to this sort of thing, but immediately after I let you guys do your reactions here, things are going down, so. How do you guys want to react to basically reality falling apart around you here? I think this calls for more fire. Oh uh, God, don't. Does, Sean, just- Hit me. Do I see any versions of myself that aren't in Wukong armor? Um, give me a perception. It's gonna be like, uh, the what if Doctor Strange were a certain event that's gonna happen. Nat one. A nat one. Jesus. You, like, you are awestruck by what's going on to the point where you completely forget about Charles and Tabitha, and you just get struck, awestruck even, and wander over to this wall. And through the wall, there is another version of you. Just give me one second here. I guess this'll do. Psych, I already have one prepared. So there, you walk over to this crack in reality, and there is a version of you staring back at you, and he is not in Wukong armor. Is he looking back at me? Oh, fuck yes, he's looking back at you. He is glaring back at you. So you are all kind of awestruck by what's going on here. Clem, you immediately realize what's going on. Like your arcana, everything just comes together in your mind. Like, I see this is falling apart. And you look at Charles, and Charles is like stumbling backwards. And at this point, no one's paying attention to him because they're all, you know, I guess distracted. Yeah, (laughs) awestruck. Sure, I was literally lost at what word to use there. Um, But Clem, you watch as Tabitha slowly starts to unravel, almost like ribbon. And it's like she starts to like glow and sprinkle away into the air and stuff like that. And Charles does the same. Um, Charles begins to like break down and he freaks out and starts running towards Tabitha here. And just as they touch each other, all the walls of this thing start to shimmer and crackle and shatter until they all detonate inward. And you guys are all hit by like, I don't even know how to describe it, but you're effectively hit by shards of glass from all sides. And do what? Dimensional glass. Yeah, like basically. All right. So all sides of this room begin to crackle, like I was saying, and shimmer and and begin to shatter until it all detonates inward. And then in a moment, you guys look around confused, very confused, obviously, as to what's going on. And Charles and Tabitha are both no more. And all the stuff that was in this room around you is no more. You can now see that the house around you is aflame. Even though you guys haven't actually ignited anything, it looks like somehow this house is just now caught up like that. Um, There's no telling what impact you guys had on this house going up in flames, no matter its destiny was to ignite. 
Um, but through the shenanigans of what has happened at this house and what's transpired with the mirror inside, the barrier between realities has crackled very, very, very thin. And through the reality, from 2016, sits Tugnot. And this enemy, uh, to give you a description, he is unlike anything any of your characters have ever seen. Because in D&D, I don't think there's actually a race for this guy. So he is something literally from another reality in front of you guys. And he is a massive pig monster. He's got a huge gauntlet on one of his arms. He, he's got a pig nose, obviously, as you can see there. He looks like a massive gangster pig with big body armor and desert cloaks. And right now, he is like huffing and puffing. That is an awesome decoration around this room. Awesome display. He is huffing, puffing, very confused, and just whips his head towards you guys. <laughs> All right, so this guy is, just so you guys have some context as to this thing, he is, again, not from this world, he is not from this reality, and he is not easy to be reasoned with. So if you wanna try any sort of persuasion or anything like that, you're automatically at a disadvantage. I'll tell you that with this guy. Um, and there is a lot more to go down with this thing, and we're gonna get into that next week because we've reached the end of tonight. Oh my god! <laughs> hey everyone, Sean here for one final little annoyance. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure that you follow the podcast for one, make sure that you share it for two, and if you don't have anyone to share it with, there is technically a third step you could do of get friends, but I'm going to skip that step personally, and if you guys want to skip that, feel free to join me. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for next week.